Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2021. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're looking at two albums released in 2021. And at the end of the year, we'll rank and compare all 100 albums. And tonight, we are kicking things off with The Foo Fighters and Medicine at Midnight. And we'll conclude with I've Seen All I Need to See by The Body. All right, so I know at the end of um, last week's session, our last week's um, uh, episode, we um, weren't exactly enthused uh, about reviewing this record. Um, but Foo Fighters are a big name, and it's early in the year, so we don't have a ton to, to pick from, so here we are. I think um, the Foo Fighters themselves said it best on the title of their second track, Shame. they also said don't believe the hype at some point in this album and i also thought that was was there even hype for this album i thought it just kind of came out of nowhere universe there was i think dave Grohl was really excited about this album i mean i have a lot of things to say about dave Grohl, which i'm sure we'll get into at this point because they're much more interesting than anything i have no son of mine (laughs) really the only like really standout um, actually, before I even get to that, yeah, this album's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, it's... Like, do you want a uh, classic rock album that exudes boomer energy? Boom. This is exactly that. Um, now, honestly, my closest comparison to this would probably be the Green Day album from last year, although I will say this is nowhere near as bad No, as it's that. it's way better than that, but that's not, a, that's not a terrible comparison either. I'm like 90% convinced these lyrics were written using Markov chains. <laughs> yeah, like there's definitely like a like a, a robotically a robotic element to the songwriting on this album. Like it just it lacks such creativity. Like that's always been my problem with Dave Grohl though is like he just doesn't write very good songs. He plays yeah, like, great, he sounds great. He's got yep. good energy. I mean, he's got the whole package except, except the in my opinion, he's not much of a songwriter. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I've never been upset by any, like, Foo Fighters song ever. But I've never been particularly excited about any Foo Fighters song either. Even even their big hits just don't really connect for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, even their the ones they play on the radio all the time. uh, Like, uh, like, like there's some decent moments where I feel like there's potential, but yeah, it's it's been kind of a big and nothing. I mean, for I me. would honestly even extend that to this album. I think um, I think it's the ending of Shame Shame, oddly enough, where it like really slows down. Then it like it so it slows down to a point, then starts to speed up slowly and like build and build and build. I think that was the end of Shame Shame, um, and that was a really cool moment. It was it was a great climax to a song, um, but it was a you know somewhat interesting moment on a largely forgettable album and it wasn't even that interesting like you know slowly getting faster and you know getting louder like an accelerando and a crescendo like those combined are like not exactly like creative or unique in any stuff yeah or groundbreaking in any form of music like it's a pretty classic cliche trick at this point but um it's still cool when it's done well and i think it is here um other than that uh i think the the title track medicine at midnight was as much of a bowie ripoff as like fucking greta van fleet is a zeppelin ripoff oh it was interesting what any particular song you were getting or, or just the sound it in general like, i actually did um, not make that uh, connection Z- ziggy stardust era uh, okay bowie. 
For that track, I specifically wrote down, we need Ray J for an intro this porny. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that going to be the the mahogany of this year, Ray J porn jokes? <laughs> I hope God, so. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that just means Kanye has to release an album this year. Oh, no, they're divorced now. I can't make that joke. Oh, or you can shit, make it way that. better. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, like, yeah, it's exactly what I expected from Foo Fighters, exactly what I expect from Dave Grohl. Um, I've not heard anything he has to say about this album. I'm sure it's incredibly douchey like it always is. But I don't even follow Dave Grohl like you seem to do. <laughs> I just He's remember just like back in like my when electronic music kind of had like its heyday back in like high school. He was like really loud about electronic music not being real music. Seriously? Yeah. And he also like at one point like raged against like American Idol because it's like they didn't get famous the right way or some bullshit like that. Ugh. Like, dude, okay, who Ben cares? He's, yeah. he's very rock boomer. He's, he has such rock boomer energy. He's not even a boomer, though. He's not even that old, is he? No. Or is he? I mean, he's what, no, 50? He... Oh, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah so my care. main... I guess my main complaint about this, and there's there's many, but I think my main complaint is that the production style that they chose just totally saps any sort of potential. It is uh, the least rock production ever there's just no heart to any of it exactly and that's what i don't get is is the production is is the worst thing they could possibly do because if you're going for like an old school and authentic type of thing um the production just washes all that out there's no there's no uh, uh grit to it there's no like energy there's none of that like garagey just just you know sharp uh sludgy sound that you might potentially go for on, and on the other side, it's also not clean. It's not it's not crisp. It, it doesn't have any sort of pop production either that would maybe bring out some of those instrumental elements or 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 put put a spotlight on certain parts of you know maybe it's the vocals, maybe it's the drums, maybe we want to highlight um, you know the riffs on the synth. Like there's none of that, and so everything is just so washed out. And even if it's played with energy, which it generally is, it just falls really really flat. See. See, this is the thing with the Foo Fighters for me from the very beginning, because people, when I took recording and mixing in college, um, we talked about them, specifically their techniques, you know, using vintage gear, only recording through vintage desks to vintage tape. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's, it's at the point where they've kind of lost sight of the point of all that. And, you know, like Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody was done on, I want to say a 12 track tape machine everything you hear on that song wow. is 12 tracks and that means that they had to be riding the board mixing it live because on one part of the song track three is background vocals and on the next part of the song it's freddie mercury's lead and on the next part it's the drum solo mm -hmm. and and that's because there's there's like a hundred elements to that song, but they had to fit them on 12 right. tracks. And so everything's really moving impressive. around constantly and they're constantly having to live mix the audio that's playing to make sure it sounds good and stuff. And it's that kind of passion and dedication and technique that's born out of those creative limitations that really makes the old stuff sound cool. It's, it's basically you were so limited that you had to do everything and put every bit of energy into the song. It wasn't I buy 30 tape machines and hit record like I'm just using a fucking computer anyway. 
At that point, you're just using a shittier medium to do exactly the same thing. Can I hijack this for a, a totally random comment? Reminds me of a Ken M comment I saw recently. Piano should consist of one single key because limitations spur the creative mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love back Ken, here, M. Ken M. God, I fucking love Ken M. There's an album by Ken M. But it's Is not it actually, actually Ken M. No, it's oh, not well, actually Ken M. Oh, but I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just mad. <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, what was saying, I, yeah, it's like, there's no technique here. Like, do they, like, I, uh, is there any production? Like, I mean, you'd be the one to ask, not me, but like, did you notice any actual like attempts to do something interesting production wise? Or was it just all like flat and washed out like it sounded to me? No, I mean, it, it's very, very bland. I mean, think about the fact that this is a band with three guitarists. And it sounds this. Boring. Oh my god! Do they really? Yeah, there's three guitarists <laughs> oh in the Foo god. Fighters. How do you how do you make three guitarists I... sound that uninteresting? That's that's the point. That's always been the problem with the Foo Fighters. Is it's not they have unlimited money and resources, so they never sit down and actually cut the fucking songs. That's always been the problem. Is that the shit that survived off vintage equipment and crap was the stuff that was so good that it was worth recording because you only had two hours of studio time and one tape reel. When you're Dave Grohl and have infinite fucking Nirvana money, and you can spend as much money as you want, you don't actually force yourself to write good music. Which is funny, too, because Nirvana only had three members, and they produced a very dynamic sound with with just three people. Yeah, it's all about songwriting. It, it's, yep. it, it, this is, and I, I, I'm sounding very grumpy and very ranty, but it's because this is the crux of the issue. Yep. All of the money and equipment in the world can't save boring songs from being boring. You know, if you hire a multi-million dollar producer and you've got a band with 20 people in it all playing the most expensive gear into the most expensive stuff, mixed by the best guy, mastered by the most expensive guy in the fanciest room, and it's a boring song, it's still boring. Yeah, that's definitely the problem here. I there, I have nothing else to say other, like, you you said you said it better than I ever could. I, I really can't believe that there's three guitars on here. It, it's, it's such a one-dimensional sound. Yeah, that blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's um, there's to a kind few... of dial it back. Yeah. Um, actually, I, no, uh, do you want to? We can no, stay just gonna for say, a little bit longer. No, that's fine. I was just going to I was going to make a couple positive comments. I mean, which I, I can't even point to anything real specific, uh, but I will say there are a few moments on a few of these tracks that, you know, aren't bad. It's really not a it's not a horrendous album. It's just a bland album. It's just a pretty uh, uninspired album. Um with some just corny lyrics and songwriting, but there are a few moments that, you know, it's like, oh, I, you know, if they developed this, this could potentially go somewhere. But then, you know, the rest of the song is just back to being bland. And it's just disappointing whenever you hear something that you think might be going somewhere and then it just doesn't. My positive statements on this album are, it's not nearly as bad, I feel, as we might be making it out to be at this point. It's, it's... It's okay. It's perfectly okay. But that's about it. It's certainly not anything above that. And I, I, one uh, comment I saw summed it up pretty pretty succinctly is that they're so aggressively mediocre. I yeah. think that, that like, yeah, aggressively mediocre is a That's great the Foo way Fighters in a nutshell. I, I, I just um, don't get the love for the Foo Fighters. I don't get it. It's people that want to love Nirvana even more. I just don't get it, guys. Everlong's a pretty decent track. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've definitely written some good music, you know, here and there. And, I, I mean, you know, credit where it's due, they play well, he's, they sing well. You know, it's 
there's nothing necessarily wrong there. It's just, it's not very exciting music. Yeah. And, and, and let me jump in. Um, there's times when like I was impressed by Dave Grohl's singing ability because it was both, you know, it's very rough delivery, but it's also like he hits the notes really well. He has a good voice and he has a lot of energy, which makes yeah, it even, it makes uh, it even more disappointing when it just falls so flat because I feel like there's so much potential. And kind of going off his voice, I think he's actually done a great job of like maintaining his voice over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. He sounded yeah. just as good here as he did, you know, in, in some of those hits that we all know from the early 2000s or whenever. I mean, he mm -hmm. sounded just as good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, heavier rock singers just burn themselves out trying to stay kind of raspy aggressive whatever and no he i mean he's maintained his voice very well yeah i i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of done here um this album's exactly what you think it is if you haven't heard it yet it's 100 percent exactly what you think it is which makes it like the third album in a row where it's like yeah probably yeah. should see that one coming it exists i mean we did oh one thing uh, last thing i want to say the song chasing birds fucking sucks <laughs> so I don't, I, garbage I, nothing just stood out to me in any unique way so i, I thought uh, waiting on a war was like shadow work levels of bad lyrics <laughs> yeah i'd have to read the lyrics to make my final judgment but i mean it wouldn't surprise me um yeah any, anything else let's move if on you guys to, yeah let's let's move on let's move on to the body uh, an album I was very excited for coming out of uh, the same scene as some of my favorite artists of all time with Daughters and Lingua Ignota, um, the, you know, and The Body. Um, they're they're all like the th like the three biggest members of like the the like Northeast noise scene, I guess, um, which is a not really something you'd expect to come out of, you know, like. Rhode Island, but they apparently have quite the... It's the angst of the smallest state. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, so and um, so I was excited about this. I've actually been pretty impressed with some of uh, the body's work um, over the years. Uh, they've, they've put out some pretty good stuff. Um, so I, I was very excited uh, for this. And I will say, uh, for the first, like four or five tracks or so probably the first four actually well first five but a pain of knowing doesn't really apply um i was all on board and then it just the last few songs just kind of fell flat for me i had i had a very similar experience where i i turned on the first one and i, I think we've discussed my kind of hot and cold attitude towards this style of music a lot on here and so the first one came on and i was kind of like all right, I don't know. And then it got towards the end where they, they started bringing in some of the symbols and the big mono bass hits up the center. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting on board with this. And I liked the second track and I liked the third track. They brought in some of the electronic drums and the, the kind of weird uh, non 4-4 kind of hits on the beat and stuff. And I'm like, I'm getting into it. And the fourth track was kind of there. And then it started to taper off for me. And I'm kind of just like, it's like I needed new stuff by the by the fourth or fifth track of this same kind of sound i was getting a little bored see i i agree except for uh in the city is shelled which is the fifth track i do really like like the groove like oh, the yeah, really yeah. slow groove on there 
Um, and also, I love like the piano that's out of sync with the rest of it at the end. Just kind of broke my brain. Oh no! I, I wrote down how much I enjoyed when that that stuff came in at the end. It was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that was. Cool. That was also the night I took the piano on the city of Sheld was a was definitely a highlight for me. I'm glad yeah. we all picked up um, on it. Yeah, for me, it was. Man, I wanted so badly to like this album, but I think it it kind of failed in a few key areas. Um, which it was too bad because you know it's I I I put it on and I'm like, oh, this reminds me a lot of the Prurian album because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know really what the body was. I didn't know what Actually, to expect. Uh, real quick on the Prurian, yeah, note, um, yeah, that like distant staticky scream. Mm-hmm. that was on here and the Purian album is that yeah. like a total cliche in a power electronic it, is, it, is it the Wilhelm scream just distorted because <laughs> <laughs> I think it is god I hope so so okay yeah. that, uh, yeah, let me anyway let me comment on that because so you know I, I put the first couple songs I'm like okay I, I guess I'm kind of familiar with this because I heard Purian last year and it definitely reminds me a lot of that and, and then you know the vocals come in they're really unpleasant <laughs> like okay it's kind of interesting and then the next song comes up and it's the static and then I'm like okay all right and then the third song you know a few minutes in like okay we get it <laughs> like is that all this guy does is go and fucking that's like the whole album and i was just like damn does he really have to do the same exact vocals on every song the and same then staticky ass bullshit yeah, and then and then and then on the city of shelled, you know, at about four minutes of the song, we get that. Oh, we get some layering. We get you know with the piano in it, and it gets really sinister. It's much fuller sound, and it's actually some different stuff going on. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this is what we need. But at that point, we're halfway into the album, and I think by that point, it, it's kind of run out of time to to develop into something. And unfortunately, it, after that, it it did kind of taper off. And there were a couple moments of of some more uh, diverse instrumentation. And I think one song, uh, They're Coming, uh, he does some raspier vocals that are like kind of icy and throaty, and which is a really good departure from what had come before. But just the lack of vocal variety and instrumental variety, I think really killed this album. The the vocals there did remind me of um, Aronsi Pazuzu a bit. I all, yeah, I, all, I actually got a slight... Um, Mary Cognitum spectral lore thing with, with, with how like icy they sound and just like, 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 like breathing, like icy fire or something. It, mm-hmm. and, and it was really the cool. Moments but it's like that, that bring in like, uh, some of like the more obscure brands of metal. Like I, I mean, I, there's a ton of like sun worship on this record. Um, there's a ton of, uh, I don't, are you guys familiar with the band sleep? I've just heard of hair. sleep. Okay, well then I might have a new album for our next. The only other person episode, I know who worships the sun is George Carlin. But yeah, go um, on. But uh, but anyway, uh, there's like there's like some uh, on the city of Shell in particular when it's like really groovy to me. That was just like bleeding sleep, um, and like those moments when it's like you feel like the metal influence on on this record. It's really cool, but there's and there's just in my opinion just not enough of it, and yep. when it's not kind of doing that uh it just it really isn't all that interesting yeah did you did you guys also oh sorry go ahead eric i I was just gonna say no i i I agree though it's the lack of variety that really keeps this from being super enjoyable i think 
Did you guys also uh, notice or draw an Ace Tantana um, reference on the first track where it's like super, super glitchy? Yeah, I oh, loved when that. it was like cutting in and out. Yeah, just cutting like crazy. It was like Dude, Ace Tantana on steroids. I literally thought like my headphones were like fucking yeah, I know. up or something. I did too. And that's that kind of underscores another problem I have with this album is that like I want this stuff to sound terrifying or like I mean, it's supposed to be unpleasant. The problem with this album is that it falls more into the annoying camp than the scary slash unpleasant camp for me. And the the glitching out is one example of that. It was like, it's like that just that just sounds annoying. And then like the gunshot noises on the next albums, like they're like they're not scary. They're not that deep. They're just kind of like, oh, stop it. And kind of counterpoint to like the gunshot snare. That's the exact snare sound used in the opening track to "You Won't Get What You Want." Oh, is it? Yeah, but well, they did it differently though. They did it so much. I better. think they just did it. I think that that's it. They just used it better. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is like this whole album, I was thinking about the Prurian album, which I rated pretty highly last year. And I was like, you know, why is it that I liked Prurian? Um, I didn't love it, but I liked it a good amount. And this one just fell a little bit flat. And I, you know, I went back and, and put on Prurian after listening to this album. And immediately I could tell like the difference of, why I responded so much better. Like it's done so much better. It's more scary. It's more immersive. And the vocals just, they hit hard rather than being like this just grating, irritating thing in your, in the back of your ear. I, okay. I really think the vocals are a huge problem on this album. I, yeah. I think what you were saying about the, the repetitive, it almost sounds like the same sample on every single song. Like it's, it's brutal because it, it just feels like it feels like there's an element missing. It, it feels more like a corny sound effect than a vocal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. it's, right. it's it's like it, the diet version yeah. of Purient for me is kind of what. <laughs> and and that's like we're being pretty harsh on it. And it really, like I didn't certainly didn't hate this album. It, if anything, I I almost want to give it a thumbs up, but I'd probably end up giving it just a slight thumbs down because of the elements we talked about. But you know, overall, there were definitely things I liked here. Um, I think I'm warming up to this kind of music. I mean, some of the staticky stuff was done really well. Some of the the instrumental stuff that we talked about, which is only on a few songs where they really did something really interesting. But when that did hit, it was, I thought, done very well. I just wish it would have been... Um, no, I, I definitely agree that, I uh, at least I'm personally, I feel I'm being a little too negative. Uh, but for me, it's just because I'm disappointed in this record. Mm -hmm. Um because I had high expectations coming into this album. And there are moments where those expectations are met and some where they're even exceeded. But it's just, they're so... This album is just incapable of holding on to that. Right. And it makes me... Like, this album could have been so much better if they had just taken a little bit more time, you know, maybe thrown in a, few, a bit more diversity um like this album could have been so much better than it is when it is a decent record oh totally i, I think too for me this kind of music um there, there's got to be something there that like sells it i i think it's a very you know this style is so so immersion based like you really have to get into the headspace get into the image of it and stuff 
And so if there's something that takes you out of it, 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 I mean, like any hint of corniness anywhere just kills the vibe instantly. You, you know, like yeah. you can be listening to a rock album and hear a kind of cheesy guitar solo and it's kind of fun, or you're listening to a hip hop record and there's like a kind of corny bass line on one of the beats and it's kind of like, hey, that's a bit of a throwback or whatever. You know, if you're listening to something this immersive and something corny happens, it's like, yeah, I'm done. And for me, that was the the moment in my head. I thought, like, oh, that sounds like how many Wilhelm screams in this song. I was done. I was instantly. <laughs> A hundred percent not invested in the album anymore just because like that one like instance of it and I you know I think like we're as with say prurient that didn't happen you know exactly there, no, there, totally. were, th there yep. were things that took me out of it a little bit in the sense that like oh you know is this maybe a little edgy but never a moment that like feels corny or, or like you know with daughters where I have a hard time with the production and I spend more time thinking about that than really getting into it versus like lingua ignota which is a very similar style but i was able to get into very easily and just kind of focus on the music focus on the the vocal delivery stuff like that it's it's like the margins in this style of music are razor thin and um an another thing i, I want to talk about is um it can't just be noisy for the sake of being noisy at least for my personal enjoyment of a record and um and when it is, you know, kind of boring, that's what it is. It's just noisy because it wants to be noisy. It doesn't feel like it's, you know, trying to paint a picture or trying to be dark or bleak or anything. It just the the boring moments just sound like, hey, we can make, you know, staticky screaming and, you know, dissonant bass waves. We can do that. Like, yeah, you can do that. But why? Like you if, yeah. you, if you're going to, there has to be a reason. I too can run exactly. a vacuum cleaner through a distortion pedal, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's uh, got, there's you guys hit, hit the nail on the head. I mean, it if this music doesn't rope you in, it's going to fail because you know, it's supposed to just it's supposed to like be grating to your core. Like it's supposed to get like into your flesh and into your head and this just like never left like the outside of my eardrums. Like it was just like, yeah, I'm hearing it. It's kind of some weird screaming noises and some static but it never like penetrated any deeper than that and but the prurian album like i i could picture i could feel what was going on you know that was very much like being a dark night in world war ii and you know you're just being bombarded with you know there's gunfire in the distance or there's bombs falling or whatever it was trying to paint but it definitely painted a picture and this was just like outer noise that no, didn't go anywhere beyond that I won't, you know, I won't sit here and actually describe it because of I don't want to waste everyone's time not giving a shit, but, like, for Daughters, you won't get what you want, for Lingua Ignota, for Prurient, like, I have a mental picture in my head while it's going on. You know, I could describe the color scheme that goes with it, the kind of the landscape, mm -hmm. if there's any mm -hmm. structures or buildings I'm thinking of, I could describe the architectural style and how upkept or not they are you know there's a very vivid like set in my head for this kind of thing like it, it's it's almost like like when you like read a well-written novel and you get like visual imagery right. coming out of the page you i mean like i i have that much of an idea in my mind from these albums that the sound takes me to like that clear i mean there are like i could mm -hmm. sit here and describe the scene that i'm imagining to you 
for this, right. it's like I don't have any of that. Yeah, I, I also had a hard time with the the imagination part, and it's interesting that you say that because you're you're typically. I don't know if that would be a trait of musical empathy or not, but it's interesting that you have such a vivid imagination on, on things. But, you know, you're totally right. You, especially music like this, like it should convey an image. And yeah, I also had a very hard time. Like I, I didn't really, my mind did not go anywhere. I didn't feel or hear or smell or it didn't engage me on a sensory level at all. Yeah. And, and kind of to repeat what we've, what we've been saying um, is like with, the, the records we've been comparing this to, like with Perant, Daughters, Lingua Ignota. Um, and I will also extend that to some of the body's previous work. Um, when I heard those before, or for the first time, like I was shaken. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, and even for like the first couple of times after I heard it, the, the Perant album, not as much, like it would be like, I it would be impossible for me to focus while listening on anything else while listening to the record. Like, cause I was just, you know, it, you know, it, it shakes me to my core hearing, you know, these really effective noisy records. And this one, the first time I heard it, I was at work and just working away. Didn't care. Nothing roped me in, um, started paying. Um, I liked it, um, to somewhat, but nothing roped me in. Um, and then when I listened to it again, when I was like just focusing on it, it, it was so hard for me to just focus on this record because yeah. it, re- it really just doesn't engage me. And to, to, you know, to be fair to this album, you know, that's a really high bar. I mean, the albums yes. you just listed are like, well, maybe with the exception of Prurient, but, you know, Daughters and Lingua Ignota are, you know, I think we would all agree two of the best albums of the entire last decade i mean eric wouldn't wouldn't, but (laughs) i I really like the lingua ignota one i'd be on board with that yeah i mean this is a high high bar and and i think you know the fact that at least you know my personal experience my only um familiarity with this type of music is from albums like that you know so i basically heard the best of the best and so when i hear something like this and it doesn't match up you know maybe we're a little too harsh on it um just based on you know our standards but you know that said i i think it's worth listening to it definitely has a lot of positives and i could definitely see like someone really liking this album too it's just for me it's like given what i've experienced in the past the fact that this just didn't rope me in really much at all um you know it's just gonna fall short for me i don't have much reason to revisit this when i can revisit other stuff. I, I'm going to kind of disagree with you a hair, Ben, because normally I do agree with that when I'm holding something to a really high bar, but in this case, I think it's, you have to hold it to a high bar because this is a genre that is intentionally painful to listen to. And so for me, right. if the art I'm going to make is taxing and painful to experience, then it has to be of that high quality that yeah. I want to go through that. I don't want to sit through harsh, glaring noise that's going to hurt my ears and not be and not get anything from it. You know, yeah, that, this that's is a, good, a genre really where, like, if you're asking me to commit that much, it needs to be good. Yeah, yeah, I want to get hit in the, I want to get hit in the <laughs> gut with a shovel repeatedly, not have my little brother tap on my shoulder <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of what. Yeah, um, no, yeah, I actually totally agree with you there. Yeah, no, I, I, I also think that that's a really, really good point. Um, but uh. Um, and I, I think that's a really good 
place to end it too unless there's uh, something particular the only other thing um, i'll say is just that you know there are definitely moments on here like i have no doubt that the body either could in the future or maybe has in the past produced stuff that does rise to that level there's definitely the elements are there this album just didn't do it for me I would um, I would recommend you guys check out some of the body's previous work. Um, I'm I'm not familiar enough with their stuff to suggest what to recommend, but I have heard some of their stuff before, and um, it ha has been pretty solid. So um, I, I would recommend their older stuff to you guys. Um, I don't think I'd recommend this record though. Um, Probably not. No. I. If you're if you're looking for something in this style, I would recommend every other album we've mentioned to, uh, tonight before this. So, yeah, this would probably if you're new to this, this might turn you away rather than hooking you in. So, yeah, I, I would have to. Sh I would agree. I would choose something that's gonna smack you in the face, like, like the other <laughs> albums. <laughs> all right. Um. So yeah, thank you all very much for listening. Uh. Next week, we are uh, definitely uh, changing things up, um, <laughs> going in an entirely different direction than, than the body. Uh, we are going to be listening to uh, Tyrone by Slow Tie and Trippy Red's sort of new album, I guess. I the know. new part of the deluxe The new edition. part of the old album. Or, <laughs> I don't know. It's stupid. Whatever. Uh, Trippy Red with Neon Shark vs. Pegasus. Um a name like that we couldn't say no yes it's gotta be interesting you can find it's, it at pegasus also, um, neon shark versus pegasus presented by travis barker deluxe yeah that, that was actually one thing i was going to mention it's actually trippy red and travis barker um so, so who the that. fuck knows what that's gonna be uh but anyway uh thank you all very much for listening and please join us next week have a good night